Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Verse 4, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. And so why did God call you and save you and me? Well, was it because you're so lovable? Is it because you were a good person? He thought, I want you on my team. You're pretty good. No, (laughs) right? It has nothing to do with you or me. It's because of God's great love. Now, this is so great because it, it just makes your relationship with God so much easier that God didn't choose you because of anything you have that he wants, right? It's because of his great love. In 1 John 4, 10, it says, in this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Now that compels me to want to live my life to glorify God. When I realize that he loved me and saved me, even though I did nothing to earn it, nothing to deserve it. In Romans 5, 8, it says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, I remember reading that, and you know, I was an atheist, and I thought, why would Christ die for me, give his life for me, when I was against him? And, and my mind couldn't reconcile that thought, like, why would anybody do that? And then I thought, well, there might be some nice people in the world that I've never met, right? I don't know why anybody would do that. But as you grow in your understanding of God's nature, that's who God is. God is loving and gracious. And that really compels me to want to follow him, to want to serve him, and to want to bring that good news to everybody else. When you think about your friends, neighbors, coworkers, people that are spiritually dead, that when you want to invite them to have a relationship with God, you don't have to give them a big list of things to do. Okay, you got to come to church, but you got to buy these kind of clothes. You got to cut your hair like this. You got to talk like this, act like that. No, you just say, look, whatever condition you're in, God loves you that way, right where you're at. You can come to church, or you can just invite Jesus in your life right now, right? And, and that's so good, because as you go through your spiritual journey, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to stumble. You're going to fall. And when you realize, oh, that's who I am, I, I, I'm going to make mistakes, right? And, and I'm, going to, I'm going to fall because I'm a sinner, right? And I'm saved by grace. And so we're going to get a new body in heaven, right? But until then, we have to deal with this body. Verse 6, and raises us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that is your place positionally as a believer. You are citizens of heaven. You're going to live in heaven, right? Where there's You know, you're not going to have this physical body where there's, you know, temptations and all those sort of things. But God sees you living above this carnal life. You don't have to live with the flesh controlling your life. And that's what this chapter is talking about. And that really is a big difference in any believer's life when you get to the place where you allow the power of the Holy Spirit to help you to have victory over the flesh where your flesh doesn't control you. If your flesh says, I want to eat a big hot fudge sundae, uh, at 11 o'clock at night before I go to bed and I have to be up at 5 and I have an important meeting at work, but if I eat that hot fudge Sunday, I won't be able to sleep till 3 a.m., right? And your flesh says, eat it, eat the ice cream. <laughs> and your spirit says, no, we're going to be, you know, going to bed now, right? And, and so it's so good when you allow the power of the Holy Spirit to uh, strengthen you that you don't have to give in to temptation. Verse 7, 
that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. And so throughout the ages, I love this, that we're going to continually be learning and growing in God's grace. Now, I love to learn new things, so I love verse 7, that it says, look, throughout eternity, in the ages and ages and ages to come, we're going to be learning about God's grace. That's why he tells us in 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you come to church and you think, I've been to ladies' Bible study before, I don't need to go anymore, I know it all. You're like, uh-uh-uh, <laughs> right? What does 2 Peter 3.18 mean when it says, grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? Uh, uh, it means that we're going to be continually growing, right? And God's grace is, uh, you know, so much more than just I'm forgiven. And I didn't understand that for a long time. God's grace uh, is more than just if I sin next week, he's going to forgive me next week. But as you grow in God's grace and you grow in the knowledge of him, you realize that it's God's grace that keeps me on the right path. You, you realize that it's God's grace that works both in me uh, to will and to do for his good pleasure. Uh, it, you know, it's God's grace that helps us to understand the truth about ourselves, right? Even when we don't want to. And as we grow in God's grace, then your view of God changes. Your view of his work in your life changes. I see God very differently than I did 10 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, right? Because I didn't understand him. And what's amazing is that I read the Bible hours and hours and hours. I teach the Bible Wednesday and Saturday and a couple times on Sunday and used to do Sunday night and read it through every year, year after year after year after year, and I am continually learning new things, right? And when I learn something new, I think, why did it take me so long to learn this? Now, the worst place to be is it doesn't matter how old you are, is to get to the place where you think, I read the Bible once, I know it all now, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, because that's just not real. <laughs> because people can know that it's wrong to go faster than the speed limit, Right? But that doesn't mean that you do it, right? So I think the important thing to understand is that knowing right and wrong is not the same as doing it, right? Then God's grace teaches us to look forward to the blessed uh, hope of his glorious appearing. And, and for me, this crazy world we live in, you know what? I know this isn't where I'm going to live forever. In, in Titus 2.11, it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So in other words, that God's grace teaches us to look forward to the future with optimism. Because we know that he's coming back, right? We know that we're living in the last days. We know that there's going to be an apostate church, and we know there's going to be persecution of the church, which there already was, you know, during COVID. That was just a ploy to shut churches down and to put pastors in jail and, and you know, uh, all those sort of things. And, and to tell the society that churches are not essential. Home Depot is, right? And, and we're at the place where evil is called good and good is called evil. And if you stand up and say, I think that's evil, then you're a terrible person. And it really is weird. Uh, I've been watching this show called Full Measure. It's a news report on Sunday nights. And it's, I think it's, uh, it's on Channel 2. And she just talks about how they lie and do evil things and, and then they punish people for it. And it's like, wow, this is crazy that they're actually even on network news pointing it out, saying, yeah, this is what's happening. But that doesn't bum me out. This last night, I'm watching some news on my, you know, iPad, and my wife's like, How, you're just going to watch that and go to bed? And, and I, I said, yeah. <laughs> She's like, doesn't it bother you? I'm like, no, it doesn't bother me. Because number one, it's not my world. I don't own it. Number two, I'm not God. And number three, I know the end of the story. Right? <laughs> it's like, I know how it's going to turn out. In the end, Right? We know how it turns out. And, and so for me, 
understanding God and growing in his grace and realizing every good thing in my life comes from him, it just makes, it helps you to be thankful, you know, and, and it helps you to look forward to the future. And he says, verse 8, for by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Now, what is grace? Well, that we know that, that uh, it's unearned, undeserved blessing, right? No way you can earn it. It's a gift. We talked about that. And uh, remember when the rich young ruler came to Jesus there in Matthew 19, 24, and he said, uh, Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So salvation is impossible with man. Man can't earn it. Man can't figure out a way to do it. But with God, all things are possible. I love that. So when I look at life, I realize God can do anything, right? And, and when you think about your salvation, we can't earn it, right? But we can receive it as a gift. In Matthew 26, 39, he said, uh, Jesus said, Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So Jesus was saying, if there's any other way that mankind could be saved, then let this pu- cup pass from me. And, and so there isn't, right? So he had to die on the cross. And so in verse 8, when it says, for by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, that a gift, a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So not of works just makes it clear. Uh, what does that mean? It means that you could never earn salvation. You could never be good enough. So when you get this thought in your mind, oh, I sinned last week. I shouldn't go to church on Wednesday because I'm sinning, and, and, and I sinned, and God is upset with me, and now God's not going to, you know, let me into heaven. Well, you never, you never were going into heaven because of your goodness in the first place. <laughs> You're going to heaven by, by grace, right? It's a gift. You can't earn it, right? And, you know, I don't know if you can imagine uh, what it would be like if heaven was full of a bunch of people who were boasting about how good they were. Could you imagine that? Have I mean, you ever met people who boast about how good they are? Can you imagine being in, in heaven and be like, God, can I have a house on the other side of the kingdom? I don't want to be by them, Right? But when we all get to heaven, we're going to realize none of us are going to be looking like, how did you get in, right? There's not going to be any of that, right? What are you doing here, right? Uh, Because we'll know how we get there. Verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, we talked about that on Sunday. The word workmanship in the Greek is poema. We get the word poem, that your life is a poem that God is writing for others to read. And as we study through the book of Ephesians, we're going to learn how God wants to express himself through your life, right? In your home, in your marriage, in your family, at work, in your children, as a parent, right? And, and God wants to work through your life to be a blessing to people around you. And, you know, all of us, the Bible says, have a part to play in the kingdom of God. We all work together to do different things to accomplish his purposes. And you might think, as we talked about on Sunday, well, I don't know if I have any gift that God can work through me. Well, you have to decide what do you believe, your own thoughts and feelings and emotions or God's word. Because God's word says in 1 Peter 4.10, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So God's word says each one, every one of you have a gift, right? Whatever that is. And in, in, uh, that's why he told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.14, do not neglect the gift that is in you. And, and, and so how can you not neglect the gift? Well, you, we talked about it. You just pray and say, Lord, help me to do whatever you want me to do, whatever you created me to do. And that's why we have those white cards. We want to help you, and that's part of the purpose of the church. Part of the ministry of the church is not only to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, <clears throat> that you could do what God's gifted you and called you to do, but then we also want to help you explore and find 
where is your spot? What is it that you should do, right? And, and we talked about on Sunday all the different kind of gifts, teaching, helps, administration. You know, we have people here at the church who just have the gift of helps, and they fill out on the card, I'll do whatever. And so we have people that come down and, you know, what, they do all kinds of different things. There's a lot of different things that go on at the church. And so whatever it is, just help it out. And uh, that's how I started getting involved at church. I started going to our church and told our pastor, hey, I'll just help out. What do you want me to do? He's like, well, we're, we're you know, I don't know. They were building new chairs or something or painting. the." And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. You know, I just wanted to help. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, We'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you. May you have a great day. Today is the day.